do, do, ba, do. Oh, okay, excellent. All right, let me make sure I get this right. Mandisa, is that right? Yes, Mandisa. You there? Mandisa, yes. Oh. You got okay, it. Good. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, <shoot>. I'm here. <laughs> no, I was actually, this time I was just concerned because the last time I did this, um, the person didn't answer for like five seconds, and it was like, hello. So thank you very much for spending uh, part of your Sunday, wait, oh. afternoon with me? Yeah, it's afternoon for you, right? Yeah, it must be, because it's like 11.30. Yes. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you've seen any previous ones I've done with people, but um, I just like to chat with people. So um, and I'll, I have a couple things I wanted to ask you, but um, there's no rush. So first, I just want to know, how are you doing? What's up? You know, I'm, I'm well, thank you. This year is off to a great start. Um, you know, I'm just continuing the work with, um, with BN and, you know, just balancing that with the regular life, with work and family, and, you know, it's been pretty good. And so what are you guys uh, doing right now? The last time I, like, thoroughly checked in on you was when the, um, the blackout thing was happening, which I want to ask you about later, but um, I've not been aware of the okay. sort of big projects that you're doing uh, lately or that you will do in the future. So what are you up to? What are you guys doing? Well, right now we're still doing our regular events. Uh, we host a general meeting. Well, this month we will have, we will be some celebrating the Day of Solidarity for Black Nonbelievers, which is the fourth Sunday of February, and so we will be hosting a special edition general meeting a speaker. And um, right now, I'm doing some work. I'm the coordinator for the Atlanta Coalition of Reason, and we're working on our launch. So we're we're working on um, putting some more projects together. We hosted a lot of a, last year. We had some collaborative events with the Atlanta Free Thought Society. Uh, which turned out to be very good for um, additional exposure, but um, we we continue to host our um, our general meetings here, and um, you know, Salt Lake City uh, tabling at the American Atheist Convention, and uh, I will be speaking at the Freedom from Religions uh, Regional Conference, China, in May. Um, I will be speaking at um, the American Humanist Association. Association's conference in June, and at the Secular Student Alliance Eastern Conference in Columbus in July. So, wow. as um, as more <laughs> projects come up, you know, I will be participating. Yeah, so it, I'm continuing the streak that you know we've been having because last year I was at a, up here in a lot of places and and participated in a lot of events, and so I would just want to do that and that we're here we exist. Uh, we want to continue to help bring out more openly identified non-believers of color and work with other organizations. And so because I'm a I am a firm proponent of in-person participation, offline gathering and oh. just people getting <laughs> together and um and just collaborating on right. stuff. So so I noticed that we, uh, you know, we yeah, I'm not, I try to be the nicey nice as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that we're having a bit of a delay, so I, I think we're just gonna have to deal I'm, with I'm that. Sorry. Unfortunately, no, it's it's I, I I don't know whose side it's on, but I, I noticed that uh, every time I finish, it's kind of like a satellite thing. So we'll just we'll just have to deal with it. Um, 
I am okay. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Oh, weird. My thing just turned. Can you see me still? Because yeah, just... yeah. Okay. I, it's it's doing odd things. We'll just yes, I can see you. Okay, great. Um, so uh, what was like? Okay, so what you just described is so much more than I was uh, aware of, and this is coming from like I, you know, I I follow you on Twitter. I see what you do there, and um. I saw some pictures of you where you were at. Uh, forgive me for not remembering what it, what the event was, but it was a very big event. It had lots of um, you know displays, and you had a great T-shirt on. And I remember thinking, like, you are a better activist than I ever was on my best day when I was actively doing it. <laughs> I was like, you know, this is why I got out of the game because <laughs> I just I don't know how you do it. I seriously don't. It's it's amazing and it's great and it's wonderful to watch and. Um, and I applaud you for doing all the stuff you do, and I don't know where you find... Where do you find the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, a husband who is very supportive. You know, he's he's also a non-believer, so I don't have any issues there, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to work a job where I'm off on the weekend, which is when most of the events take place, and I can take time if necessary to, um, you know, to participate and, and go speak, you know, if when whenever I am um, asked to appear or if or if I need to go to a certain event, then then I can go. So, you know, and my children are, are old enough to where I, I don't have my, my children are young, but they're not that young to where they, they can't understand. Well, you know, mom is very young. My youngest is like, oh, mom, you're going to be in meetings. So, you know, they're familiar and they're very aware of what it is that I do. I'm very lucky to have, I'm very fortunate to have that support. And uh, and I've always just been, ever since I was younger, uh, my mother, my brothers and I in different activities, you know, in school, outside of school. So I've pretty much always been on the go. I used to go to voice lessons, I used to take different um you know, like dance classes and be in all sorts of different activities. So this is nothing new for me. Um, you know, I've been pretty much, I don't, as, as a matter of fact, sometimes I'll have to slow down. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do my best to try to take some time for myself when, um, when I can, but this is just pretty much what I do. It's what I know how to do. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's fantastic. If um, I, I say... Like th this is sort of a roundabout way to getting to it, but when I first found out about you and what you've been doing, I think it was through um, oh shit, I think I don't remember the name. It was a podcast in Seattle, the Seattle Tacoma area. I think I think it was Ask an Atheist. I think. And, Ask, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, wow, yes, this is yes. great. <laughs> um, now I don't <laughs> I don't know if you were aware, but um, one of the sort of silly things I said. Um, to people on Facebook to say, oh, hey, come watch this, was that um, uh, I said that you were someone who had completely destroyed my stereotypes, and uh, and that's obviously a fantastic thing. I like having them destroyed. Um, mm -hmm. But one of those things was, um, and I, I know you've talked about this before, so I hope this doesn't bore you too much, but when I found out about a, mm -hmm. a black woman atheist who had not been raised in religion, I was like, ah. So... Yeah, I was like, wow, that's fantastic. I didn't even know these people existed, and I'm so glad to find out that I was wrong. Um, and I, I, I don't expect oh, you to give me... Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't expect you to give me the whole story. Oh, no, I, was, I don't... 
Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind talking about it at all. Um, if yeah, if we have time, I'll definitely well, uh, go into my background a bit. Do yeah, we have time I, for that? Oh, sure. I well, I'm specifically curious about. Um, a friend of mine is uh, akin to you, but um, this friend was raised in a religion, and one of the annoyances that this friend has mm -hmm. encountered is that um, the the assumption that there is a religious background there. And so, my first wondering, I suppose, question is, what is it like for you um, to have that assumption thrown upon you? But then, secondarily, to have the assumption not only that you are religious, but that you always have been. Because it seems like even free think uh, I hate that word free thinker, but it seems like even people within the community might assume that you <laughs> came came out of a religion rather than had never been in. So you've got like this this double layer of assumption going on. So I'm just curious what that's been like for you. Well, it's been interesting for one. The first one at um, that most blacks are have, you know, are relying. It can be a bit challenging as in annoying because the problem I see it is that it does come from many other blacks. Um, and also, I, I like dispelling the idea that were raised religious because um, it, it, really, it really goes to show how much we assume about other races that people don't really want to admit that the, um, you know, when I see some white people, uh, I will say some, not all, when I see them, when they get upset, when they see a group like black non-believers or, and they say, well, I don't, I don't understand the need for black groups, you know, we, we should just all banner, uh, unite under the banner of atheism, but most of them don't have any black friends, they probably don't, <laughs> they, they probably don't communicate with black people. So yeah, so it's like you know you probably you probably um, there's probably I wouldn't say a guilt factor, but you know there's definitely an aspect that they haven't thought about for. And once once we start explaining that to them, then the light bulb comes on. They're like, yeah. oh okay, well I never thought about that. Well, and you might have assumed for yourself that all of us were religious, so you probably never even thought about the fact that there were black atheists. And so um, I I do like even though sometimes you, you you I feel like a broken record or I feel like well it should be like common sense that well you know maybe if you think about this aspect of the black community then you have to understand but I think I think it really goes to show you know, people's perspectives and how they may not necessarily think about certain things until they're encountered. With someone that you know they never actually would have existed, and so it's kind of uh, is is very interesting. You know, to to dispel these notions that for one, yes, there are black atheists, and there are some black atheists who were never raised religious because, you know, it's too often more than not we we do tend to focus on the negative and even though i wish there were more of us because i mean i've i've been in contact i've i've encountered and met people who like me who were raised religious it is sort of like like a sigh of relief as well but for a lot of us um many of my peers and many of my friends you know they may have been raised with some sort of like supernatural concept they weren't really raised christian either so i'm actually happy to let people know that hey you know not it, this isn't true for all of us. 
So the diversity within our community is here, um, whether you presented with it before or not, and more than likely you haven't been. So I, I like talking about it, and I like presenting my perspective. And I do think sometimes that it does become overshadowed by those who have these stories about breaking free from religion, because I think all of our stories and all of our experiences are important. But it, it's good you know, to hear that, oh, you were never raised religious. Oh, yay, good. You know, I like to hear from you. So uh, it, it's, been, it's been challenging, but good. Right. Well, I, and actually, I can sort of back up what you just said is I don't think my story is important <laughs> because, one, I'm uh, a white male heterosexual, <laughs> and so, you know, we're the ones who rule the planet, except for us, uh, us gimps, but, you know, that's, that's such a small part of... Uh, <laughs> That thing that um, that I don't I I've actually been told basically that doesn't count. It's like well your privilege of being white male captures. I'm like oh okay I didn't realize there was a meter anywhere but okay but but what you just mentioned um, you know people who came out or or whatever because as I've often told people and I won't bore anyone with this again now but my coming out of the uh, the religion thing story is really pretty straightforward and and it it, it didn't involve any like you know trauma. So, um, so when I hear people talk yeah. about, you know, oh, I was beaten by a cross with a priest and I hit a just, uh, duh, I'm like, I, I like church. The only reason I'm not there is I stop believing. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I understand where people are coming from, but then it's like, well, I'm just not going to say anything because, you know, they'll stand around and go, oh, okay, great. Um, we're going to talk to her now. Now, uh, you just mentioned something that I completely forgot about, but I'm really glad you mentioned um, the whole notion of uh, we should have one big atheist group rather than another. And actually, I completely agree with you um, because, well, for many reasons, but I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I feel like there is a lot of pressure to have us all be under an umbrella. And I'm sure you're aware that there's um, American Atheists and Atheist Alliance International, although I haven't really heard a peep out of those guys for a long time, so I don't know what the hell they're doing. But... I'm. I say the more the merrier. You know, if there is a group of, I can't think of anything. I I'm terrible at improvising. But if there's a group of like you know legless, armless, black atheist, I don't know, children of adopted goats. I, fine. You know, if there's enough of them to fill in a room and have a conference, that's fine with me. You know, and, and if they really feel like they need that community to sort of um, commiserate, I say that's great. I don't think there's any need to. Try to funnel into anything bigger. So I'm really glad to hear you say that, and I, I am, I, I understand it, but I am slightly saddened that you may have ever been told that there should be, you know, everyone should go under the same umbrella. So actually, um, I wouldn't mind if you would like to expel a bit more on that about, or not expel. That's not the right word. <laughs> Whatever, um, because I'm sure that you have heard from yeah. <laughs> people. Um, I'm sure you've gotten some kind of social pressure to, well, why don't you guys just come hang out with us? So what has that been like for you? Have you gotten anything really negative? And you don't have to name names or say any actions, of course, but just what has it been like, you know? You know, it's a very interesting ex experience with that. I remember the first podcast that um, my co-founder and I were on. It was The Critical Eye with um, Blair Scott and uh, Tom Hand, and the minute they posted it on their website, you know, we we saw some nasty comments um, oh, stating really? that we were racist, and oh. I don't understand why you're self set. Yes, we were self segregating, and you know, 
we were basically, um, you know, trying to separate ourselves and, and such. Now, I will clarify that um, I, we act, I actually don't, I encourage everyone, even within our, our groups online, that if there, if there isn't a black or a group that is specific to a particular need, I do encourage people to try out the groups that are already there first. Which right. is something that I did. You know, I didn't just wake up one day and say that, oh, well, I'm starting a group. Because one thing I'm noticing about many atheists is that they think that their stories are the most important or that they're <laughs> the only ones going through it. So that, you know, they have to be like these big superstars. And, like, you know, what what's interesting is that, you know, there are many people who have gone through similar experiences. So you're not the only one out there, for one. And I was actually quite pleasantly surprised to see how many groups were out there because I'm, I'm you know there's really and one one thing I've always um you know always said is that if you think that you're you're the only one who thinks a certain way all you have to do is just kind of search and you'll find out there that you're not alone no matter what it is that um, whatever whatever your passion is there's there's one out there who who shares it so you know, I was actually glad to see that, you know, there were other groups out there, but one thing that I did notice and that there were other black atheists online who I communicated with, they were telling me about their experiences of the only black person in the room and yeah. how they they were treated, even if it wasn't intentionally, um, mm -hmm. it wasn't, in, the, the discomfort was intentional, but it was still there. And so... You know, I actually went out to one of these, you know, to a, a meetup. You know, I'm like, well, maybe that won't happen here, you know, and, and such. But it did happen. So, right. I mean, it was unfortunate. But considering that Atlanta is a very heavily populated city of black folks, mm -hmm. and there is a, a still hugely religious presence, you know, we just, we just said there is a need for our groups because there are people probably in hiding. There are people who are probably sitting in these churches who feel like they have nowhere else to go. And so there there really was uh, was created out of a necessity. And so, we, but even when we try to explain this to people, you know, we still get backlash. Well, you know, if I, one thing I hear a lot, well, if we said white non-believers, then it would be considered racist. Well, you really don't need a white believers or a white atheist yeah, group of course. because <laughs> pretty much when you go you go to these meetings, you know, the they are predominantly white. And not to say that there's I don't fault the you know, I, I I don't fault the organizations for that. You know, but do is there was could there have been a better um attempt or you know, a better job at communicating to people of color? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, but is it was it could there have been a better job of to find these groups too? Yes. So I hold us both equally responsible. You know, we don't. Part of the reason why this group was formed was to help bring people out because we wanted to show that we're doing our part in increasing this diversity that we all talk about. That is a word that has been thrown around yep. quite a bit. And <laughs> yeah. so what. What I've been seeing is that there are some people who expect for, well, these organizations are doing this wrong and they should just reach out to us. No, no. There needs to be a better attempt and a, 
uh, you know, a better job we have to do as well because we don't, our group in particular, you know, we, we, there are certain issues that, you know, people that we can understand you know, better and work on better than, you know, a person coming into the community and saying, hey, you know, how about there's no, there's no God or have you ever thought about the God concept? You know, have people ever thought about how well that would go over? So, I mean, seriously. But I think when we get these knee-jerk, and, I, and I've come to understand them as knee-jerk reactions because they're acting emotionally. Yes. Um, you know, I... We, I set up, and when, when there are other white people who get angry, and I'm like, well, I can't say I'm that surprised by it now, because there are still a lot of preconceived notions that people have about blacks that they haven't confronted within themselves. So that in itself, um, it, or they've never thought about some conditions, and and in some people too, they felt they may feel like they have been mistreated by some blacks, and you know what? I, I can I can say that I, I can concede that that probably has happened, but you you can't put all of us in a box, you know. Well, yeah, just of as <laughs> I don't encourage, yeah, just like I don't encourage putting all white people in a box, and that was how I was raised. I was raised with a, a mindset that you were supposed to distrust all white people just based on the collective um, systems that you know the, the collective racism that was put in place, you know, mm -hmm. years ago. But people don't under, you know, times do change. It's not saying that the problems have gone away, but this level of with new information and actually communicating and talking with people, you don't have to judge everyone on the same, you know, you can do it on a case-by-case -case basis. It's okay to, you know, to change your mindset. It's okay to say, well, I may have thought this about you before, but I was wrong. And so many people are afraid to do that. And so, um, you know, when we get, again, going back to, you know, the, the, the whole sentiment of, well, I don't understand this need. Well, perhaps you, if, if you have never been an economically or religious or even disparaged group, then you may not understand. And, and we're yeah. not expecting you to just overly get where we're coming from, but just to understand that, hey, there's a need for this group. And when we have people that, that join, that when we have people that join our groups and they come to our meetings and they get it. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to spend that much time trying to convince you. I'll just tell you what our premise is and go to many people just say that before even going to our website. And so, you know, I can pinpoint it now. Oh, you haven't been to the website, have you? Or <laughs> exactly. you really haven't taken the time to, yeah, you really haven't taken the time to uh, engage fully with this community, have you? Or So I'm beginning to see where, you know, people are coming from, and I'm just like, I'm not going to feed into the, the negativity, you know. And I think it's very, it, it's been an eye-opener for the other organizations as well because they, they begin to find out how narrow-minded some of their members are. Yeah, absolutely. And and that should be that's that should be shameful on on them, you know, because again, they probably have never thought about it or thought about it a certain way. But when our groups come about, they're like, oh, like almost like, oh shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it's <laughs> so um yeah, you know, we've gotten it periodically over the years. It doesn't stop. You know, I, I just I just tell people it it doesn't stop what we do. So right. Well, no, no. I mean, that's that's great. And actually, I mean. I, I, 
this may sound silly, but I, I really don't mind the anger because I completely understand that it has been earned. Um, and it does no good for me to say, well, I didn't do that. It's like, well, yeah, they're not saying that I did it, but it's it's a completely natural thing. Um, the only problem yeah. I ever have with it is if if that's all that happens. If there's anger and nothing else, then that's just not productive. But um, well, I'm never going to tell someone you don't have the right to be angry. I, I mean, that's ridiculous. Of course you have the right to be angry, and there's usually a pretty damn good reason what? for it, even now. I... You know, one thing I say is that you have a right to be angry. You don't have the right to stay angry. <laughs> you well, can do something okay. about, you know, a situation. If you, I mean, that's what I, you know, hey, we, we all get angry at times. You yeah. know, there's, there, there, it's absolutely understandable. And for some, it may be harder to overcome than others. But, you know, one thing I, oh, another thing, I, I say a lot of things and a lot of things go through my head, but... Um, there are many people who may have overcome and done away with religion, but there were other issues that I had to overcome, and I wasn't religious. So there are many other things society has imposed upon all of us that we tend to kind of ha have a need to help for help getting over. And so this is one of the you know we do go beyond religion and Christianity in particular, because in the black community, again, there is still a lot of supernaturalism. You oh, have yeah. people that still believe in Islam and some, you know, other, even if they don't, yeah, even if they don't subscribe to, you know, Jesus or you know, the Judeo-Christian gods, they still believe in some form of supernaturalism and superstition that is no more provable than, than, um, than those, you know, we challenge all of that. You know, we, we, we uh, urge people to look beyond and not just take anything that does not have a valid basis. So, you know, there's a lot that we have to contend with here. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's tempting for people to stay mad and, and complain and, and um, you know, talk about the bad things. But, you know, I, I contend that it is good for us to talk about the good things and what we can do better, because sometimes if we we do tend to see this in the in the community in the secular community as well, mm -hmm. is that there does tend to be um, you know it, it, there does seem to be a tendency to you know talk about what isn't being done or, or the bad stuff, yeah. but you know there are things that we can do to improve our you know our relations with each other our relations with you know believers you know there there's a lot that we can do to even and even it's challenging times you know it, it really is but you know I just try to stay as positive as possible you know I, I get the behind I, I was I was saying that you know I happen to be you know a good person who does this 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 and the third and who happens to be atheist so that when they, when atheism plus concept came about, I'm like, well, this is nothing new to me. This is something that I've been trying to put in practice for yeah. a while. So um, I I get it, you know. But um, you know, I, I, I just think that um, it's uh huh. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, you know, I I've talked about that. I, I try not to talk about that that uh, specific movement a lot because um, it's easy to get negative about it. But I I have often told people that. 
I love the sentiment behind it. I think it was a very good idea to... Oh, there we go. I can see you. Uh, <laughs> I love the sentiment behind it. I, I think it was a good, yeah. <laughs> um, a good place to go. Um, what I didn't... What I, and I, I've said this several times publicly. The, the trouble that I found with that was that many of the proponents of it, I felt like, pretty automatically set up a really rigid dichotomy. And I... I won't mention names, but one person has been very heavily criticized for having actually said, you're either with us or you're against us. And I mm -hmm. think the sentiment that started it was great. In fact, when I read about it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a pretty good idea. But then immediately I thought, wait a minute. What, what can happen here and what did happen is once you start specifically codifying this is what we're going for, this is not what we're going for, then you inevitably, that's a dichotomy right there, whether people want to recognize it or not. And then when someone actually said, you're either with us, you, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then, sure wow, enough, yeah. and, 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 you know, and, and I've, I've always maintained, if people want to keep that going, that's fine. I have no problem with it. I, I am not like, let's kill it. But I've thought for myself, I, just like what you said, it's like, well, this is happening already, and having people say publicly, like, you either do this or you're doing it wrong, that's not very useful. So that will eventually fade away and be replaced by what is useful. And I think that's just the natural course of social interaction. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I definitely agree there. Um, I have seen some factions where... You know, they're, they're trying to do something that is under the banner of improvement, but then as you go along, and if you do raise a challenge, then you're like, oh, well, you're just automatically wrong. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I definitely, that is not something that I promote. You know, I'm not saying that our premise for being here is necessarily, you know, 100%, you know, um, I wouldn't say foolproof because, unfortunately, you know, we do tend to attract, and, and one of the reasons why I was on Ask an Atheist is because there was a group that shall not be mentioned because <laughs> they are, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I oh, had I to make a about. distinction because there are, oh. yeah, you know, I had to make a distinction, sorry, um, okay. between my, my group and other groups that, unfortunately, when they do see black atheists or black non-believers, they do, you know, they are the separatist types, and I'm like, no, that's not what we're about, and, you know, we're, we, we do not, we not, we're not homophobic, you know, very pro-LGBT, and yeah. also human rights for everyone, we are not against, we are not against those white people, so, yeah. um, Damn, you know, it, it's very interesting that, yeah, I know, <laughs> but, you know, I definitely don't want to put across this this idea that you know we're always going to be 100% right because that's supposed to be the premise of how we think is that you know there are always ways that we can improve upon what we do and ourselves. It's it's it is counterproductive to become so rigid in what you're doing that you know, that you fail to see a better way of, of doing things and, and working with people. You know, I think there should be a vetting process. You know, mm -hmm. we, it re realistically, we're not going to be able to work with everyone, you know, and, and that's when we say, hey, there's a group over there for you. If that's what you really want to be involved with, then, then that's fine. But, you know, I think that 
you know, putting our best foot forward at all times is important, you know, before you just automatically say, well, you're wrong, or if you don't do this my <laughs> way, you're doing it wrong, or, you know, right. you shouldn't be, yeah, you you shouldn't uh, align those people, you know, this whole team so-and-so thing that people do, I, I really yeah. don't like it. <laughs> because you, when we when we start, yeah, when we start promoting when we start promoting this thing where you absolutely have to take sides, you know, because you don't like this person. Unfortunately, that is a part of the human dynamic. There is a tendency to form groups and cliques based on yeah, who we don't natural. like or who we like or whatever. I'm not surprised that it's happened in our community, you know. But hey, you. you like I said, I try to ignore the negative as much as possible. Yeah. But yeah, I I understand. It, once 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 people start like putting that hammer on, well, if you're not doing it this way, then you're automatically doing it wrong. It's like, ugh, gosh. Like, yeah. Ugh. Well, that that's actually a huge turnoff. For so me yeah, I, I don't so, necessarily like that either. Yeah, I mean, I, and in fact, that's um, oftentimes what has happened with a, a group pops up, and then I'll hear an official of that group say like, "You can't do it this way," and I'm like, "All right, yeah, I'm, I'm done." You know, go go ahead and do what you need to do, but I'm not going to participate. And you know, maybe you don't even need or want me to participate because I'm the least diverse person you could possibly find, according to many of my friends. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, it's 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 still it's like, well, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time on this. And I'm actually really glad you brought up um, the shall not be named group because, in fact, um, the reason you went on asking an atheist turned out to be extremely useful because that actually happened to me where I heard about them first. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I started checking them mm -hmm. out, and then I heard you talk about it. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a difference here. And I'm so glad that I found out because I would have made the same assumption. I would have been like, wow, she's with them. And then when it was clarified, I was like, okay, okay. Good. Right. Um, and, and I think the, the point of contention that you're alluding to, that uh, actually that you said, the LGBT stuff, and that I feel about as well, is worth having that be out in the open and being a point of contention because I don't want to support a group that says what they say and if other people want to that's fine that's the right but I don't want to put my energy there and so when when you came on and you're like uh, we're not them I was like oh okay well I'm glad I know that now <laughs> yeah yeah um, absolutely so totally. I, I would and, just think, oh sorry sorry go, oh, ahead. Sorry, go ahead oh <laughs> um, um, I was uh, Oh, no, no, I was saying I was, you know, have clarified. Um, I was going to ask you, um, I've asked a couple people this because I don't have this experience yet, but um, you said you had, uh, I'm sorry, did you say you had three kids? Yes, I have three children. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything that you feel is significant about being not only a black non-believer woman, uh, but also one who was not raised in a faith who has children and then any challenges that might have arisen through that because I have heard a lot of stories from people over the years about obviously children have to interact with other children and any number of things can happen out of that especially if your children are not being raised as believers um, and again I don't really have any negative experience from that because where I grew up I was not in a minority um, I I didn't really care that much, but I, I I was basically in the same boat as everybody else. So there was never any like, what you think this, not this. And um, so I'm just curious about your experience because um, I've talked to other uh, parents who are atheists, but I have not talked to other parents of color who are atheists. And that's obviously a whole other level of thing <laughs> going on. 
Well, I would say the best thing for me going back to my own childhood was that because we weren't raised to be religious or forced to go to church um, on a regular basis, you know, it really was good for being able to, you know, expanding, have our minds expanded in different ways. And so we weren't raised to be rigid. We were raised to see things from other, well, at least I saw things from you. And I, I, I like, I, I appreciate having that outside point of, point of view, if you will. Now, as far as my children, I will say that my daughter, um, she has come to openly identify as atheist. Oh, okay. um, she and her peers, some of her friends still um, identify as Christian, but they don't really take it that seriously. They know right. she's atheist. They don't care. In fact, they look to her as being the more mature one and the more sensible one. <laughs> so they, you know, they respect her, you know, regardless, and which has been, you know, which has been great. And, and, and I've, I've actually known that for some of my peers, you know, they, they tend to look at me as, you know, the, the more mature one, the more, and I, I, I'll just say as a side note that sometimes that is a burden to bear for me because yeah. I've always been considered the mature when I wasn't supposed to do anything wrong, you know, right. but you know, that's, it's, it can be a bit annoying, but oh, um, yeah. I would say for them, um, <laughs> you know, the, the great thing is that she's been able to, you know, find herself and engage the type of friends that she has and the people that she wants in her life. So she doesn't really, she sees certain things that doesn't really bother her. Now for my sons who are, you know, eight and, and four going on five, um, you know, for them, I will definitely do the same as my daughter, let them know, you know, it just teach them and show them that there are others out there who may not share you know, yeah. the same um, point of view as we do, um, you know, teaching them about different religions and, and knowing that this is what people believe, yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm definitely not going to, I think that we have the advantage because, you know, they're going to know more yeah. about their point of view <laughs> than probably they do. So yeah. um, it hasn't been that much of a, you know, down here in the South where almost every thing is, you know, church this and religion that, um, you know, there are, we just try to, you know, avoid that. We, we try to do fun, as many fun things as possible. Um, and we, you know, we expose the kids to as, as much, you know, as we, we like to try to have fun with them so that they'll know that they don't need to, you know, they won't need to ever rely on, on such a belief system. Right. You know, even yeah, if, for example, sense. like if, if they're on their own, then they're not there. So, you know, yeah, I, we, we definitely raise them to um, be aware of their surroundings, which I think is is more than I can say for many other parents. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, you know actually, we, even in my. I was, yeah. Even in my left leaning uh, being raised, I was told things like fundamentalist Christians are crazy. Now, I happen to agree with that still, but. I think the mistake that my parents made in telling me that was that I, I remember thinking actually because we we called ourselves Christians and and the the Unity Church is nominally Christian, um, but the, I, I think most of the country agrees with who we were saying were wrong. And so the the conflict that I ran into was that 
I basically realized that I was in a religious minority because we were not taught hell, we weren't taught Satan, we weren't taught the divinity of Jesus. So some pretty basic concepts that most mainline Christians do have. And so when I went to college and mm -hmm. bumped into people who were not from my background, um, there was a lot of conflict there because they were like, well, we're not the crazy ones, you're the crazy one because you don't believe all this stuff. And I think <laughs> it was a bigger problem than it needed to be because I was raised with the notion that they were crazy. And, and that, I mean, let's be honest, that's a prejudice, that's a bias. And so yeah. that, yes. that sets up a conflict that doesn't need to be there because, um, because I was coming from the place that I was right and they were wrong. That was automatically, you know, all you have to do is have one conversation with someone before they're like, well, yeah. why are you so arrogant? And then I'm like, I'm not arrogant, I'm just right. Like, but then, of course, I later, when I lost my faith, I realized, well, I was wrong, too. I was just a different kind of wrong, and so I think, I, I, don't, I, think, I think my family ultimately did a little bit of a disservice because in the sort of quest for diversity, we inevitably fell into, well, you're in the right category, Anton, and then I was like, yay, I'm in the right category, and then it turned out not to be true at all, and, and then I had to kind of reevaluate that whole thing, and that was you know, obviously not a terribly comfortable thing to go through, but... But yes, yeah, so I'm glad to hear that you, your family, your kids, you're all entering the social sphere, as it were, with this notion that we need to be aware of everybody and know what they're all going through because the fact is we don't live in bubbles. Uh, well, unless you're on Fox News, then you definitely live in a bubble. But right. most of us <laughs> don't live in a bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I was really uh, taken with that. And, yeah, absolutely uh, I, right there. Yeah, I... Um, there was something. Oh, I, I there was something specific I wanted to know about. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You do um, event coordinating as a job, is that right? Yeah, I'm an event services manager. I oversee um, events. I oversee meetings. So yeah, I am involved. In, and I've also worked in hospitality for right. um, about I would say about. 12 years now, so, wow. yeah, that is my background, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, good. yeah, and as I, as I continue to encounter people in this community, uh, you know, one of the talks that I do, one of, one of my presentations is how the free thought community can learn from the hospitality industry, because <laughs> one thing I continue is that our social skills, our social skills need work. Yeah. You know, there is a level of coordination and management that needs work. And so it's one of the most practical, it's, it's one of the industries that many people take for granted. You know, we, oh, we, you know, we, we utilize these industries, you know, we stay in hotels, you know, we go to conventions and conferences, you know, we fly and we encounter these things all the time. But I think for many of us who you know, who, who deem ourselves so intellectual and intelligent, <laughs> there are just certain basic, yeah, there are certain basic protocols that miss. And this is, I think, a turnoff for many who are on the outside looking in and say, well, those atheists, you know, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're mean, they're nasty. And that's not true for all of us. In fact, most of us, you, know, you can communicate with us very well, but unfortunately the perception does come in where, yeah, that social interaction does need work. And, uh, but yes, that been, um, yeah, that, I, that's, I, I do work in events. And um, I learned a lot that 
through through my job and how to communicate and deal with people. You know, it is customer service based. It is, you know, people interaction based. And so, you know, and it also, so what you, is, is what, what you learn is if you mess up, you, you figure out how to do it better the next time. And it keeps you on your feet, which I think is really, really great. Um, it's, it's a great background, and it's a great um, skill to have. Well, it also seems like, <clears throat> excuse me, it seems like there's a lot of uh, intersection between what you do professionally and then what you do as, uh, as an activist, because the skill set necessarily applies to both, even though, as you just said, um, a lot of us in the community don't tend to uh, assume that that is true. But, um, you know, every conference that you do, you are necessarily interacting with groups from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, different backgrounds. And I imagine that um, just being a participant in that, you probably have noticed a level of customer service-like beha <coughs> excuse me, behavior that has to go on. And I would almost mm -hmm. suggest that you're probably naturally better at what the heads of some of these organizations have to do than they are. Um, mm -hmm. I, and specifically, I, I can think of a couple people um, who I actually admire and respect who I feel like when it has come to social interaction, just basic stuff, have really dropped the ball in ways that have damaged them personally and damaged their organization. Probably not uh -huh. permanently, but where, where like, let's just say uh, a guy one says blah, 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 and then because of the way he said it, because of the words he used, everyone's like, Rah! and then there's a mess that he has to clean up. Whereas... Yes. If you don't create the mess, mm. you don't have to clean it up. <laughs> and I think right. the long-term effect is is if this person does this and there's a mess to clean up and it happens more than once, the credibility slowly starts to erode, and all of that is preventable. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not an expert in this stuff, but I know that you. I are, agree. <laughs> and so I I kind of wish that you were in a place. I mean, maybe you don't want to be, but I wish you were in a place like the guys that I'm thinking of where, because I don't think things like that happen, I think actually the movement would progress a lot faster and, and wider because the spills that happen every once in a while probably just wouldn't happen. Um, and this is all conjecture on my part, I'm just making it up out of my ass, but um, when, you, when I heard that you had that background, I was like, that's the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I, I absolutely agree with that, and I would love to, you know, I'm, I am going to start pushing, because I can say that at this point, even though, with without it looking at I like I'm bragging, because I, I do tend to be modest, you know, people are recognizing, you know, they recognize the BN brand, they recognize my name, you know, they are, it is becoming something, or a name synonymous with a good organization and you know I'm happy that people are starting to see us and me on sort of on that similar level I would love to be able to transform that presentation into a workshop for other oh. people because whereas it may seem to be common sense to me it really isn't for so many others and so, and I think that, like you said, what, if people keep dropping the ball on that, if they, you know, especially when, if they are the heads of an organization or head of an organization and, or they're at the forefront, you know, if they keep dropping this ball, then that leaves so much other room for others to pick it up. 
And so what I like is that, you know, for us, we aren't just considered that black group. You know, people, again, <laughs> there, are, there are people from all over that, you know, recognize what we do and who we are. Because I like to engage, you know, I do like to present a welcoming and inviting environment, whether it is in person or on, and online. And, you know, there are certain things that I will not tolerate from people when engaging inter, in interacting. And so um, I would love to be able to expand that into something that if other organizations would like to, you know, would like for me to come and speak on it, or if they would like for, you know, well, how can we do this? I'll be more than happy, you know, to engage and, and do that. Because these practical things that are important to the growth of this community that that tend to be overlooked. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I would I would love to be able to do you know more of that, and I, I think we're gonna get we're gonna get to that point, at, you know, eventually, you know, probably more sooner than later, because um, things yeah. have with the way things have been going, um, you know, I, I think it's gonna happen. Um, I you mentioned in the beginning um, multiple groups and people finding niches where they might need them. Um, if you'll allow me, let me play just a teensy bit of devil's advocate because. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I've noticed for myself is that um, let's just let's rewind the clock like seven years. <clears throat> Excuse me, damn it! I, someone's caught my throat. Um, when I was looking for things to maybe become a part of, I feel like I saw just this whole web of organizations, and one of them actually, uh, one of the spokespeople of one of them uh, approached me and said, "Hey, could you please?" join our meetup group so that we can bolster our numbers so that people will like pay attention to us and I was like sure yeah I mean that's no skin off my nose so I did it and I realized after a few months that I really had no interest in that organization not because they're doing anything wrong I just I just didn't have any interest and so on the one hand um, I right. think it's extremely important for if there is a group that feels like they're not being served I think it's absolutely important for them to to, if nothing else, serve themselves, create an organization and, and do what they need to do. My question is, do you think that there is a danger of there being a delusion, uh, D-I-L-U, or whatever, <laughs> you know, of things becoming diluted where there's so many organizations and so many um, cooks in the kitchen that a recipe simply can't be cooked? Yes, I. my mottos is quality over quantity. Ah, yes. <laughs> Numbers are good to a certain extent. However, however, you know, if there are too many, and, and you know, there are many people who fancy themselves organizers and leaders, and they think that they can um, get things together and they can assemble and organize, yeah, it's good. It's, a, it's good in, in theory, but when you actually start doing it, you realize how hard it is. Oh, yeah. And so what I encourage people to do is, you know, try to find out the inner workings of this of groups and how things, um, you know, find out how people don't understand how much we put into this. People don't understand how much, you know, how much time, how much money really does go into what it is that we do, especially when we try to organize people offline. And so um, not everyone is good at doing it. And right. it's important for people to understand 
and and you know don't get too ahead of yourself if there is a group that you know you can get involved in you know instead of doing everything yourself then then by all means do that you know don't you know don't feel a need or pressure to start your own group you know just because you you know because because there's ways that you can um you know participate in the group and make it better you know but um i would say yes there there can be a, a danger or you know a you know precaution i won't say precaution but it can be a debit to have too many especially if the you know the activities pretty much center around the same thing yes um oh, i would i that. again encourage people to yeah because one thing about our group is that you know we really do like to do more of the fun stuff that other people may not have thought of or other groups you know a lot of the a lot of the groups do um uh, focus around like you know science events or many educational mm -hmm. events and we like to do that as well we like to point people in that direction but we like to you know well I know I like to go bowling I like to go to the yeah. movies and not just about <laughs> documentaries we like to do regular stuff and so you know most of our members and and for people who don't know you know I'm a I'm a hip-hop head I love music you know I was you know I'm basically you know I am a singer and, and I love music, and so I, I like to try to center our events around things that are fun, you know, right. things where people can sit back and, you know, and kind of hang back and relax and know that they have a sense of support. So, um, yeah, it is a social and support and, and, ab and an advocacy um, group. But, um, yeah, I, I think that there does need to be, you know, a... a probably some sort of cap on certain groups that you know let's make sure that if there are different if there are different groups then they are offering specific needs as opposed to the the same needs yeah. but just a different type of group so yeah I, I do think that it is important to gauge the numbers or you know to try to and like I said not every group is going to be as good and, and and there are some there are some that phase out they're not as active as some mm -hmm. others and Time usually tells the tale on the you know the organizers of the group and what they're able to do. So right. yeah, yeah I, I would say I, I would agree. I mean, I um, yeah, yeah, it's like qual had, quality over quantity. Yeah, I had the experience um, a few years ago where um, I, I don't remember which organization it was, but they're going to have a conference, and I was thinking about going. And I, I I've said this many times publicly, but I don't think you've heard it. I, I've actually never been to an atheist conference mainly because I. I personally have not really seen the point and, and the reason why I'm about to get to, which is um, the conference that I'm thinking about, um, when I saw their, their speaker list, I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, I could go or I could just watch all that shit on YouTube. And it wasn't even just about that. It was like, I feel like there were like four different seminars in diversity and they were by people who looked a lot like me. And I was like, well, there's nothing mm -hmm. inherently wrong with that, but... I don't need to hear me tell me about diversity. I need, I don't know what I need, but that's not it. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm going to learn. I don't think I'm going to gain anything from that. Um, especially because I, I feel like those conferences right. or those specific lectures tend to be the exact same thing. It's always white people need to have more non-white people. And I'm like, okay, so why are we all <laughs> white here? Like, what, you're, you're telling, like, okay, great. Next step, please. Um, so that's just 
one thing I've noticed. I've also noticed that uh, I'm really glad you brought up the activities that people like to do because um, an organization I was involved with uh, many years ago, which I keep bringing up in like every portable opportunity, unfortunately, they had a winter solstice party, I think, and on the face of it, I was like, cool, that's like something fun. And I went to it, and I was like, right, um, we've got a raffle, and we've got somebody <laughs> talking about how church is bad. Like, so the difference between the Winter Solstice Party and any yeah. other one of these meetings is the raffle. Like, you know, if I wanted to do that, I would still be going to Al-Anon meetings in Hillsborough, Oregon. I mean, seriously, like, I don't need to be here. I don't want to do this, and I, I could... I could be at home doing what you just said, like watching a movie movie. Not a now, if organizations want to have things like what we've both kind of dissed, that's fine with me. But if it's always that, it's like, all right, another documentary about how atheism is. Eh. And it's like, all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Um... I wanted to. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, we're running out of time, and I, I meant to ask you about this before. But um, I wanted to ask you if you had any fun stories or just a wrap up of uh, the the blackout thing. And I, I I'm sorry that sounds a little dismissive. I don't mean it to be. I, I just I'm not. I don't remember what the official. I don't remember what the official name was. But when I first found out about that, I was like, yes. And then when I found <laughs> out it was in fucking Queens, I was like. No, because I knew there's no way I was going to be able to go there. But I still wanted to. I was so excited about it. And I thought it was a fantastic idea, and I love the pun name. I, at first, at first, I okay. You, this is so embarrassing, and I'm such a stupid white guy. At first, I thought it was specifically about a power outage, and I didn't know why you guys were doing it. <laughs> I was like, why are non-believers doing black? Like, and then my brain was like, um, Anton, if you cut the word in half. You'll and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh god, I hope no one ever finds out about this because this is so embarrassing. But um, so what happened? <laughs> How did it go? You know, tell me, since I wasn't there. <laughs> well, first let me. <laughs> well, first let me go back and say that I think attending at least one convention in person is a good thing. Oh. I'll never forget my first um, American <laughs> Atheist convention. You know the. The first American Atheist Convention I attended was in Des Moines in 2011, and to see that many people in person, you know, that, you know, like-minded individuals, you know, people who thought the same way, who felt like, you know, they were they may have been isolated previously, it really is an inspiration, and I've talked with other people about this, you know, there's something about engaging people in person that is much more inspiring, it, it, and it encourages others to become more involved. So from that aspect, you know, I think it is good to at least go to one, because then that way you can kind of gauge what you like and what you don't like, and perhaps find other, other people or other groups that may be more like-minded, and yes, I agree that some of these other events are just boring as hell and that's one of the reasons why <laughs> we do what we do yeah it can be very yeah, it can be very expensive and um, you know I understand about costs and and stuff you know especially being an organizer but yeah I, I do agree 
that um, it can be pretty costly for some people. So I just I just encourage people to, even you know, for something small, you know, it's good to at least attend one. Now the blackout rally, which was in New York, yes, as in my hometown of Queens, <laughs> um, it was you know it was a um, collaboration between myself and Anna Watson from Black Atheists of America. You know, it was a first time of it was a first time effort, and you know, first time efforts can be kind of shaky, yeah. but um, I would say it was a good effort, you know, overall, because um, you actually saw more, for all of the, for all of the non-people of color that were there, you, they probably saw more blacks, more black atheists in attendance at one event than any of their other events. Yeah. So that went to show that organizations do put stuff on. We do draw out, you know, we do draw out the people that they're looking for, you know, the people that they do talk about. Like you said, the, the white males who talk about diversity. Well, <laughs> when you have our groups that are, when that when we put these on, yes, we do bring them out. And so you, you might want to employ our help a little bit more instead of just yeah. talking about it. And, yeah. and I, and I could say that some of them have, you know, mm -hmm. some of them really have been good about reaching out to us and affiliating with us, you know, to help bring this about. So, you know, I definitely don't want to um, just really stomp on, but yeah, some of them could do a lot oh, better, but there yeah. have okay. been, been some, and, you know, and, and I will say that Dave from American Atheist has been good about that. You know, he's been really good to our group. I, I really appreciate his support. Um, but I will say, yeah, the blackout was pretty, you know, it was pretty good. And also, too, it helped expose other <laughs> um, leaders to, you know, to certain speakers that they may not, they may have never heard of. Because right. sometimes there's a tendency to focus on, like, the Richard Dawkins and, right. you know, people love Christopher Hitchens and, you know, certain, like you said, I, I do think that sometimes they do have uh, the same rotation of speakers in their lineups and perhaps there could be an attempt to bring out more um, more um, people that aren't as known, you yeah. know, and, and unfortunately sometimes that is a tendency to, you know, with some people in the community, well, I've never heard of, there are still people who don't know who I am, and and that's to be expected. I find but, that very hard You know, to when believe. people ask, well, where are all the black atheists, and I'm like, Oh no, no! There are people who now who say that they, you know, they they still have never heard of me, and you know, it, it's okay because you know they they will be hearing more. <laughs> they, they will be seeing a lot more of me, and which is you know which is good, you know. Um, but I will say, you know, it was it was a great experience, you know, for. I, I have a tendency, like you said, because I'm in events and in event planning and and event services, you know, I have a tendency to. I, I am such a stickler for being on time, you know, and sometimes when I, and I didn't, I, you know, take on so much, you know, because I'm used to it. And, um, you know, so when I, when I'm getting set up and I'm in my zone, I take a little, you know, antsy, but, you know, overall the people that were there really enjoyed themselves. You know, they, they, they were glad that, you know that um, that we we put this on, and I've heard some other people say, well, they were you know skeptical about the name, but even going to the name, and I and I made this um, reference earlier, and it may sound weird, you know, to some, but usually what happens during a blackout, you know, you, you don't it, it it tends to draw people out. It does yeah. tend to make people go outside and engage each other more, which is what we which is what we encourage. 
You know, yeah. we encourage people to not just always stay up in the house because, you know, um, yeah, people can watch certain things online. There is a certain convenience, you know, to, you know, to have things available online. But I really do think that there should, people do have a responsibility that especially for the ones talking about how things should change and can improve, then they really do need to get up from behind their computers and actually get out and join things in person. And so there is an accountability both on the organization and on the attendees. So, you know, again, I am for that balance, you know. So, um, you know, I think it, I think it is great to have, you know, again, I, I love that people are finding us through the internet and it is important, but Nothing still this and this is where the churches and the religious communities have been able to, you know, to thrive is oh, having yeah. that in person. And that's something that we can take a lesson from. It doesn't I mean that we're, we're not yeah. being in, yeah, we're not being manipulative like some like many of these churches are as far as the emotions are concerned. Yeah. But tapping into that social, that emotional, and that creative side is something that we need to do a, lot, a, a better job of. So um, I would say that, you know, it was it was a great thing to, to it was a great thing that we put on. We, we have been asked if we're doing it again, and, oh, and more than you. likely we are. Excellent. Yeah, we, we are, and I really am brainstorming a BN conference. Uh, as well for uh, for 2015, and it definitely will not be like your you know your your um, other conferences where it will just be we'll just be talking about you know atheism and that's it you know <laughs> yeah. so um, you know we'll as as we get that you know as as time comes you know we'll we'll be putting that out um, you know in in the future so I'm sure you guys have but yeah it was it was this. a great. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I wonder if uh, you've thought of doing uh, like Blackout West, where there's an LA-based one. Um, any any thoughts on that? Um, if if I can get you know people to you know collaborate and work on that, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I think that'd be um, great. I, especially you know, it's if you could one thing one thing I've had out. a knack for doing is. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not one of these people who said that there are places that are too far for me to go. Oh. I think that that is just to me unacceptable. Oh. You know, I've I've heard that a lot, but I'm the type of person that, you know, well, I mean, I said I've heard that. I'm not one of those people, you know. If if there if the if the occasion comes to where I can organize something from where I am in a different um, city and state, and that I would need to go there, I will. So because that is the type of determination I have, you know, I right. really am a do what it takes type of individual. And well, this so is why you're I would, better than you know, I, I can you know coordinate that and organize. <laughs> yeah, if I can get together with some folks on that and help get that together, oh, absolutely. You know, that would be great. So, you know, um, yeah. I'm I'm pretty much open to almost any and everything as long as you know it is sensible. So um, you know if that you, uh, it, it just needs me. to be more of a collaborative effort, definitely. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I you know I, I just think that there is there isn't a um, I just think that every opportunity for exposure and for communicating with people can be good. 
and um, you know some things we learn from and and you know and you know we take that future but you know I still don't I, I just think that any opportunity to let people know where I'm coming from and you know if they you know working with us and and and, and getting a better sense of who we are is is good oh yeah no I, I completely agree with you I mean uh, that's why when I started uh, talking to you today I, I Praise you for for all you've done so far because, like I said, I, I've been really impressed yeah. that it, it has been so much. And I, I think a lesser person like me would have um, not done as much and probably thrown in the towel, which is ex actually exactly what I did. I, <laughs> I I realized for myself many many years ago that the level of energy and commitment that it was taking and what I felt like I was getting out of it were not the same thing. And and two, like you said earlier, um, I honestly just I realized that I'm not as good at it as I thought I was. Um, I also, when, when I criticize some people before as doing like, you know, dropping the social ball and then having everybody pounce on them, I have been made aware through current and past relationships that my social skills were perhaps not as good as they could be. And so what I started to realize was like, okay, <laughs> I have a limited amount of energy, um, I have a limited amount of, uh, of willingness, I seem to be pissing people off left and right, and therefore losing credibility, and I don't even really care that much. So it was like, okay, well then, why don't I stop trying to be this activist that I imagined myself to be and let other people do it who are much better and younger and more attractive and more interesting and, and not another fucking white guy, you know? Um, so Aww. that's why... Well, you know, it's, I mean, I think it's true. It's like I, I have heard a lot of people, um, especially in the feminist community, really complain, and I think I completely agree with them, where it's like, oh, great, yet another white guy telling me how things should be. And it's like, you know what, you're right, and yeah. therefore I'm, I'm not going to... There are, there are people who are more equipped, better equipped to do this than I am, and people like them more for pretty good reasons. So I'm, just, I'm not going to bother with this shit anymore. And, and I'm really glad that I... And this is like 10 or 15 years ago that I stepped back, and I'm really glad I did because people like you and the Dave Moscatos and the David Silvermans and, and all of these people have come out and... Because when I was um, first sort of active, David wasn't the president of American Atheists yet. And in fact, I remember thinking at the time, mm -hmm. this guy seems pretty interesting to me. I wonder what he will do in the future. And and now we've seen. Right. He has gone on Fox News and taken them on and, and, and the whole billboard campaign. And it's, and it's really great. And I'm so glad that... Um, that he did. I, I remember the moment I saw his picture on the website at the time. This is forever ago. I think he was like managing director of something or other. And I thought, huh, this guy looks interesting. I wonder if he's going to do something someday. And I'm not saying like, I mean, I think he's actually probably older than I am. So I'm not like, oh, this child will one day. But I definitely thought interesting things will happen should he take the reins. And that's exactly what happened. So, right. So yeah, I mean, I think you're right about mm -hmm. all this stuff. And and actually, um, what you said before about at least attending one conference, you know what? Uh, you're absolutely right. I should probably go to at least one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're just like yes, you know what, I highly recommend it. <laughs> you know, I, I just love how you're you're sitting here going like, well, what you shouldn't do is sit behind your computer, have hangouts with people. Never go outside. Wear sunglasses. Um, you know what else you shouldn't? And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. I shouldn't do all that stuff. And yet, this is exactly what I'm doing. no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I again, and I, I think there, there is a an important component 
you know, to the, you know, to the online, um, you know, presence. It, it is really, really good. Or it can be really good. I think what it can do, though, is disenchant some people or it, it gives them a sense of security. Because, you know, what, one yeah. good thing about engaging people in person is that, you know, the online arena offers a lot of security for people. There are certain things you would say online that you wouldn't offline. Oh, absolutely. And so <laughs> you would have to better conduct yourself. Yeah. And so I think that, again, that, that component is still very important. Even with seeing people on, on the screen is very good as well because, you know, people have to kind of temper what they say and, and also yeah. better gauge, you know, their, their actions as well. So this is pretty good. And uh, I was, <laughs> you know, when, when people always talk about the old white guy, right? <laughs> you know, when, when people talk about, you know, the old white guy or, or just all of these white guys, and all I think is I'm like, I don't, you know, as long as I, I love like some like James Randi, I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever met him in person, but he is just like you the know, sweetest guy ever. And some of these older white guys are just so they're funny as hell. I mean, yeah. they really are. I, I appreciate them so much. And and for some of them, now I will say for some others, they have been really arrogant. But there are some of there are some of them. There's just so much wisdom that yeah. that comes from them. And um, I'll say also to give a plug to Ed Buckner, who was a former president of American Atheist. You know, he's here in the Atlanta area. You know, oh, he's just okay. such a great guy also. And so there are so many of them who are just, they're such good people. And I think on the basis of alone of just being a older white guy should not disqualify them from being um, people who can help. I think that, or I think that, um, it needs to be gauged on a case-by-case -case basis. Like right. I said, I would say there are some that would need some work, but <laughs> there are a lot of people that I've come into contact with that have just been really, really great. And, I, you know, and, and I, again, I appreciate you having me on, on your show because I, I, would, I think you're one of them. You know, I think well, thank it, you. it's I really, really that. good <laughs> to have these conversations with people. So, yeah. And if I, you know, and if I ever were to meet your person, that would be good also. So <laughs> I would love to. You know, I, mean, I, I, I just really appreciate, you know, this opportunity. No, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, because once you thing. start really engaging, sorry, we're talking over each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> it's just, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, oh, I, 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 a tiny thing that I've noticed, which is inevitable, is um, many years ago I I was actually feeling very critical of of older white guys and that whole thing, and I thought, oh shit, young white guy plus time equals old white guy, <laughs> so inescapably. <laughs> As as diverse, as sensitive, as whatever, as some of us might try to be, at some point we're going to be that guy. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen faster and faster because as we get older, time accelerates, and then, you know, one day I'm going to be 60, and I'll be like, well, I think, and they'll be like, oh, great, another white guy, and he's old. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's right, I'm old. Because there was, um, I don't know if you remember, um, and I, I'm not going to shit on anybody here, but there was um, a conference that happened, I think, two years ago, and one of the first speakers um, basically said what we've been saying, where he was like, um, I, I actually, I've only read a piece of the speech, so I don't, I don't entirely know, but it was basically, uh, let's all be nice to each other. How about let's try that? And um, 
just the vitriol that exploded was amazing. And one of the main pieces of the vitriol was, oh great, another white, another old white guy telling us we should be nice. And I thought, shit, um, <laughs> I've only got like 20 years before I'm called that. <laughs> so I guess that's, you know, what'll happen, but... Um, Whatever you know, uh, some some people will be angry and some people won't. And as you've said, you know, case by case basis. Um, I think that's very important. I I think I've kept you a long time, so I apologize for that. But um, I don't know if you're aware, but as as oh, I tried no, to wrap these great. up in the past, what I like to do. Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, for me too. What I like to do is, um, if there's anything specific you'd like to plug, awesome. Um, then I'll do mine, and then what I like to do is just uh, give my hanger out or the last word, which can literally be a word or it can be a sentence. Or if you saw Lee Moore's last week, god damn, that motherfucker went on forever. It was like, well, it all started <laughs> in North Carolina. I was like, shut the fuck up. But I told him that I would let him go. So I was like, I was sitting here, you know, tapping my foot, watching my watch just tick away. And like, god, he's just going to... And then finally he stopped and I hit the, you know, the stop broadcast button. So so what I'm saying is you can do one word, like if he's lucky day where he said bacon, or you can go on forever like Lee Moore. So, uh, first, first, any plugs that you have, as if plugging them here would make any difference at all. But please, if you have any. Oh, no, I, I definitely would like to. I think it does make a difference. And again, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I would just encourage everyone to please visit our website at www.blacknonbelievers.org. Again, we do have a major general meeting coming up on Sunday, February 23rd for the Day of Solidarity, which will feature uh, guest speaker Jamila Bay. Uh, if you're not aware of her, um, she is a little bit, very yeah. much a great representative for atheists of color. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, just visit our website. Uh, we have a lot of good information. And, you know, please, we have a store, we sell t-shirts, you know, we just, we're just multifaceted and we do some of everything. So, you know, oh, just right. take, you know, if you'd like to, and, and just contact me in any way, you know, we're on, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, you know, contact us via our website, via email. I, I tend to answer our emails as um, quickly as possible. So, you, you know, do. You, you get that hospitality from me. And, you know, I, I do like to make sure I just put that, you know, on display at all times. Okay, well, well, great. Um, well, then, for my part, um, first, thank you so much for doing this. I know you're extremely busy, and I apologize for the scheduling mishap that was all my fault, but um, I, I've been a big fan of yours for years, and so I, I really wanted to, to, to sit down and chat with you, so I really appreciate that. And I just checked, and we have run over, so I apologize to your family. Um, uh, anybody can find me on the website below, atheistasshole.com. Oh, no problem. Uh, thanks, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter, at Antony Hill. And uh, with that... I'm going to give you the last word, and uh, as I said, say whatever you want. And then when I think that you're done, I'll just just cut it off. So, last word is to you, Mandisa. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank everyone for support. Um, again, Twitter is be nonbelievers, um, and uh, we're on Meetup as well. Just we're we're everywhere. We like to reach everyone, and thank.